the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Those of you who are going through some very difficult places right now, I want you to know he's coming again. This life is not going to be what it has been or what it is right now or what you're going to experience tomorrow. Jesus is coming again. Holy Communion marks a special time at the Largo Community Church as we remember the sacrifice of Jesus and his new covenant of atonement for us. Join us today as Pastor Morris takes us to that upper room in Mark chapter 5 where Jesus and his disciples gathered for the first Holy Communion and how our faith can be strengthened through the remembrance of his broken body and shed blood that brings new life and hope for tomorrow. Today may be the first time you have taken and received your first Holy Communion, even though you have taken and received for many, many years. Let me tell you what I'm talking about. When I was a small boy growing up in western Pennsylvania, the church I attended received Holy Communion every Sunday morning. I had no idea what was happening. Although, thinking back, it seemed to me that the elders said the right words, but it never, it never registered with me. I remember my uncle was a deacon in the church, and they would pass the, the wafer, and um, uh, they would break off a little piece of bread, and then they would pass the cup, and I would look, and I, I thought, is this snack time? Uh, very skippy on the snacks, if so. Is that Kool-Aid? You know, when, when can I have a bite? And drink a little bit. I mean, that's how I felt. I don't want your children to feel that way. That's why Corinne taught the class, the first Holy Communion class. Sometime later, I don't know when it was, but I was baptized. And then I started receiving Holy Communion. And when they would pass the, we would sit in the pew and they would pass the the plates along. And I would take, I still didn't know what I was doing. And then one day, as I've told you so many times before, visiting my grandmother, I heard the gospel. The Holy Spirit convicted me or convinced me of my sin that I needed to confess and repent, and I did. And then I took the Lord's Supper, and I took it for the very first time. So today, even though you're an adult, if you do not know Jesus as your Savior, give your heart to Jesus, and regardless of how many times in the past you have received the Lord's Supper, you will have taken it again for the very first time. I'm so thankful for his broken body and his shed blood. We're going to come to this holy table in just a few moments, but we're going to come to the holy word, the Bible, right now. And this now is a holy, sanctified place because of Jesus, because you're worshiping him, singing his praises, praying, reading his word, 
I feel about like Moses felt. I want to take my shoes off because I'm standing on holy ground. Now I'm going to follow along from 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23. We're just going to walk through this passage of scripture together. And I want you to look at the screen and read what, what you see there. 1 Corinthians 11, 23 and 24. In unison, for I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Now notice what the Apostle Paul is saying to the congregation at a city called Corinth. They gathered, it was the Lord's day, and he said, I received something. I have received something, and I want to pass on to you what I have received. I want you to receive what I have received. Paul had received God into his life in a new and living way. He had met Jesus on the Damascus Road, and he had received so much. And he said, I want you to have what I have. I wanted my dad to have what I had. And he did receive Jesus, my dad did, just before he died. And I had that, that wonderful opportunity, privilege, honor to serve him the Lord's Supper. And Paul said, but let me tell you what happened. He said, the Lord Jesus. Now, that's, that's where I want us to pause for just a moment and keep our eyes on the Lord Jesus and focus on the Lord Jesus right now. I want you to see him in your heart by faith. Do you see him, Jesus, with bread in his hand? Come on, friend, you've got to get a hold of this. This has got to get a hold of you. This will be your first Holy Communion. The Lord Jesus, the Lord Jesus, none other than Jesus himself is officiating. And he's here today by the power of the Holy Spirit. He is here today right now to do great things for us. He's here, the Lord Jesus Christ. Focus on him. Now it happened, notice, the night in which he was betrayed. Somehow I think about this being a high and holy moment in the life of the Lord Jesus. But this is the night when everything's going to come crashing down. And yet it's going to be a night of, of great soul victory and a night of salvation. It was the night in which he was betrayed of all nights in the world. One of his very own is going to betray him and go against him. Judas, Judas had been with him for three years. Now, here, here's the boggling thing. How can this man look at Jesus for three years look into his eyes as Jesus spoke and taught, hear the words of Jesus coming into his ears for three years and then turn on him? Friend, you can give it all up anytime you want to. You and I have emotions and attitudes that can change in a moment of time. When you get your focus off of the Lord Jesus. That's what I was saying a moment ago. We have to start with the Lord Jesus. It all starts with him. Judas had been well thought of by the other 11 disciples. They had loved him so much and respected him so much. 
that they had even elected him their treasurer. And he had been dipping in the bag all along, and Jesus knew that he was a hypocrite, a phony, a put-on. Jesus knew it, but never said a word about it. The night in which he was betrayed, and Jesus turned to that man and gave him a choice piece of the dinner food, passed it on to him, and then Jesus said to him, what you do, I want you to do it quickly. Now, in that, we know that Jesus was in control all the way. He was even dictating at that moment what he should do. You do it, but go do it quickly. And that man got up in the upper room, and he walked out on Jesus And he walked out on his church. That was the most holy fellowship. Listen, could there have been a holier fellowship than that? Friend, if you're going to get mad and angry and you're going to get upset and you're going to sin, you can do it in church. Listen to what's coming into your heart right now. What are you remembering? The past, the hurts, the disappointments. What is your attitude right now? And Judas walked out into the night. They said, on the night. Do you see that? It was dark outside. It was evening. It was dark. But the dark on the outside was but a reflection of the darkness that was in his heart. Walked out and sold out so cheap, 30 pieces of silver. Walked out. The night in which he was betrayed, it was that night that Jesus took bread. He held it in his hand, and he said, this is my body. I want you to think that this is me, Jesus is saying, this piece of bread. This is my physical body. Now, I'm not going to just give you something, Jesus is saying. I'm not going to give you anything material tonight. I'm going to give you my body. I'm not going to give you some of my time and some of my energy or some of my money. I'm going to give you everything I have. My body and my blood. There's nothing left. He took bread. Now notice the word took. He took Judas' betrayal. And never said a word about it. Never said a word about it. Never rebuked him. Jesus never rebuked uh, Judas. He took it. Judas went out. A little while later, Jesus and the disciples went into the garden. Jesus took our sins. He took the arrest. Here comes Judas Judas told told him, he said, now, the one I kiss, the one I kiss. Friend, you can even hug and kiss and still have hate in your heart. The heart is desperately wicked until Jesus comes in and cleanses out and makes that heart new. And he does that. Isn't that wonderful? Jesus makes all things new. Yeah. Friend, you can receive Holy Communion for the very first time. You can And if your heart is desperately wicked, don't receive it because you may 
may die of some terrible sickness or disease. Paul said, some of you have already passed on because you took unworthily. You see, Jesus knew knew Judas's heart, and he knows all of our hearts. There is nothing hidden from Jesus. He knows everything. Friend, confess it to him. He already knows it, and he'll cleanse you and make you new and make life more wonderful than you ever dreamed possible. Pastor Morris will return in a moment with the conclusion of today's message following this important invitation. I enjoy bringing the healing word of God to you Monday through Friday. I thank God for the privilege and I thank you for listening. But friend, I need your help. I need your prayers and financial support. I can't say it strongly enough or plainly enough. Will you help me please? I want to keep this ministry moving forward, but I need your help in order to do so. If the healing word is bringing healing to you emotionally, spiritually, and physically, write and tell me about it. I will be so encouraged. Your testimony, your prayers, and your financial gifts is all I need to keep me going. I will truly thank you. To make a prayer request or to donate to the healing word, go to the church website, largocc.org. That's L-A-R-G-O-C-C dot org. Blessings on you. I'm Pastor Jack Morris. Now, let's join Pastor Jack Morris for the conclusion of today's message. So here he comes, Judas with the police, into the garden. He had just left the upper room, and now he comes in and he walks over and he kisses Jesus on the cheek, and he says, all hail, Master. Friend, you can say anything. You can say anything. But it's got to come from the heart. It should be on the lips also, but it has to come from the heart. Jesus took it. He took the arrest. Peter drew his sword and was going to defend Jesus. Bless Peter's heart. He got all confused and all mixed up. He didn't go for that man's ear. He went for his head. Peter was going to bring him down. And Jesus said, put your sword up. Don't you know I could call 10,000 angels right now? We We don't... Fight this way. Our greatest instrument of war is love. We we overcome by love. So Peter put his sword up. They arrested Jesus and he took it. He could have called the angels. He didn't have to take it, but he did. He took the arrest. Then he went into the judgment hall. There were two trials, the religious trial, the civil trial, and uh, they lied. Oh, they lied on him. They just wanted Jesus out of their life. And Jesus took it. He never said a word in his own defense. He didn't say, that's a lie. That's untruthful. You're of your father, the devil. Friend, lying is a sin. It condemns. It's a sin as great as any other sin. Perhaps it was the very first sin. And the devil told a lie. Told an untruth. He lied. Jesus let him lie. Didn't try to defend himself at all. And then they put a crown of thorns on his head. The soldiers did when they took him to their barracks. He didn't take it off. 
He left it there. He took bread. He, he took the blood. He took the thorns. And then the soldiers beat him nearly to death. And he took it. And then they put a cross on him. And he took it. And he carried it. He was a, like a lamb led to the slaughter. And as a sheep before its shears is speechless... He opened not his mouth. Friend, we are always sticking up for our own rights. And you let one thing happen, one little thing happen, and we, we're going we're to let it be known that we disagree. There's not very much that we'll take in this life, is there? We're going to defend ourselves, and we're going to defend our rights. Anybody going to clap for me this morning? <laughs> that helped me (laughs) and then when they got him to Mount Calvary to Golgotha they stretched him out on a cross and he took the nails and then he took their slander and then he took a spear in his side and then he died Jesus took bread and he took it all why? So that you and I might not have to take it. We don't have to take it. Hallelujah. We don't have to take it. And he said to the disciples, knowing that all of that was going to happen, Jesus said to the disciples, this is my body, this piece of bread. And what I'm going to do to it, I'm going to do to myself. No one takes my life from me. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. And Jesus took it all. And notice what he did. He gave thanks. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you for hurting me. Thank you for lying to me. Thank you for betraying me. Thank you for throwing a, a sword into my side. Thank you for the nails. And he was thankful to God, the Eucharist. That's what it means. He took the cup and he gave thanks. He took bread and he gave thanks because he could now save us and forgive us of our sins. How thankful he was that he could do all that. And he did it willingly. And he said, of all things, I want you to remember about me. I don't necessarily want you to remember my miracles, not even all of my sayings, I want you to remember them and obey them. But this is the monument. This is the memorial. Downtown Washington, we have the Washington Monument and, and uh, the Lincoln Memorial and the Jefferson Monument. Not a monument of stone, not a monument of, of precious metal, but, but this. I want you to come and take and know and remember how much I loved you and how much I gave myself for you. And in the same way, he took the cup and he said, this cup is the new covenant. He said, I'm entering into a new covenant or a new relationship with you. A new relationship. I'm not going to be outside anymore. I'm going to be in your heart. I'm going to be inside for all who will receive me. And he said, I want you to take it and I want you to drink all of it. He said, for when you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Jesus is coming again. And Paul says, when he comes, the dead in Christ shall rise first. Those of you who have put your loved ones to rest, they're going to come out of the grave first. They're going to rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up. And we'll beat the Lord in the air, and we shall forever be with the Lord. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. No more sickness, no more death, no more family problems, no more marriage breakups, uh, uh, no more death, uh, no more sin. And today we, we see it happening so in, in just almost every phase of life. Everything that is sacred, the world is trying to take it away from us. Everything that is sacred. It's getting to the place now, and we pastors know it, that we could lose our tax exemption and perhaps our, even our ordination if we don't comply with same-sex marriages. We've got to do it whether we want to do it or not. Now, the government is coming down hard on us. We, we know the way the government is going. But it's, it's, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. Sin. Because the God of this world is still in control. And everything that is sacred is trying to be taken away from us. I've got to be here. I've got to come to this table. I've got to remember who I am in Christ. And I must remember that he's coming to get me out of this place. He's going to take me away. This world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. Jesus is coming. And in my heart, I want you to be ready. I want to be ready. I'm under a new government. I'm marching under a new flag. It's, it's, it's stained with blood. The nail prints are still in his hand. The scripture says when he comes back, we're going to look upon him, even his own nation. Look upon him whom they have pierced. And that nation of Israel will repent. Yes, there's hope. They're going to repent and they're going to turn and accept the same Jesus that you and I have received into our hearts. They're going to look upon him whom they have pierced. I'm looking forward to his soon return. I'm looking forward to meeting my parents and my sister and my loved ones. Oh, thank God. And it's going to be soon. It's going to be soon. Friend, if this world is all you have, you don't have very much. But Jesus has a new covenant. Would you bow your head with me, please? Father God, we look to you. You looked upon a world of lost people. You looked to us and you came. Now we look to you. We're thankful for the children that are coming at 11 o'clock to receive the Holy Communion, to enter in because of they have by faith already now they're going to demonstrate that they're entering into that new covenant, that new relationship. And I pray for today for those of us who are here with our heads bowed and our eyes closed that we will acknowledge I have sinned. I have fallen so far, very far short of God's expectations that we will turn to you, receive you. Thank you for loving us so much. Thank you for being our Savior and our God. Thank you, Lord, for making us citizens of another world. Thank you, Lord, for the new covenant, the new life that we have in Jesus. Remembering who we are in Jesus Christ and continually placing our faith in Him is key to overcoming this world as we look forward to the place He has prepared for us in heaven with Him. 
we invite you and all of those who have experienced salvation in God to join us the first Sunday of every month at the Largo Community Church to remember and celebrate Christ's sacrifice for us. The Healing Word is a ministry of the Largo Community Church and exists to grow your faith in God and lead you to a closer walk with Jesus. But we can't do it alone. Will you consider partnering with Pastor Morris today by praying for the ministry and consider sending a gift to help us in reaching those who are struggling with life's challenges and need hope for tomorrow? You can make your tax-deductible donation in a matter of minutes by visiting our website, largocc.org. Click on the Healing Word and follow the Donations tab to complete your support of this vital ministry. You can also mail a check made out to The Healing Word to 1701 Enterprise Road in Bowie, Maryland, 20721. When you contact us, Pastor Morris will return a note of thanks and will lift your name up in prayer to God with heartfelt thanks and appreciation. Be sure to tune in tomorrow at this same time for another edition of The Healing Word. Until tomorrow, blessings on you. Thank you.